When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Academy show on the Blood Red channel, courtesy of the Liverpool Echo. With myself, Patrick Smith. It's been a while since we've done one of these, but this show does what it says on the tin and brings you the latest news and developments from one of the most famous academies in the world. So without further ado, let's get stuck right in. There's no better person to provide us with all the latest from the Reds Academy than Liverpool.com editor Matt Allison. Matt, how's things? Yeah, all good, mate. Good to be back on, on this show. It's uh, it's one that we hope to, to do a little bit more regularly going forward, isn't it? But uh, yeah, we've uh, we've not done one for a while and there's plenty of, of things to get stuck into. So yeah, looking forward. Yeah, it is sadly one of our neglected podcasts. I'm also sorry to drag you in on a day off, Matt, but we simply can't do one of these shows without you, can we? <laughs> So let's get stuck right in. We'll start then with a summer signing, Calvin Ramsey. He's been playing for the under-21s in the academy. Now, I mean, it's kind of expected when Liverpool signed him, he wasn't going to be straight into the first team by no means. He sort of had to bide his time and, you know, come back from injury with the youth team players. But Matt, what do you think's next for him? Is he impressed in his displays in the academy? And is his Liverpool future one that is as positive as when he first signed? Yeah, it's a really interesting one. And I think the, the reason I, I suggested we put this on the agenda really is because I'm not quite sure why, but I've had more questions about Calvin Ramsey over the last few weeks than, than anybody else. Anyone who ever contacts me or or speaks about Liverpool, there seems to be some sort of fascination with, with what's happening with him. And I kind of get it to a certain extent. I think when he came in, there was a lot of a fanfare and I think there's you know a, a kind of an expectation really that was was almost slightly unfair on him. I think we, we kind of painted him as a kind of Trent Alexander-Arnold understudy in terms of, you know, not just his position in the squad, but also the the way that he plays. But it's not been the, the easiest start, but it's equally not been a massive surprise to, to me. I think it was always going to take a little bit of time. As you say, he's played a couple of games for the 21s recently. He got the, the red card against Tottenham, which I thought was possibly a little bit unlucky. Um, I think... It was one of those where it was just a little touch on the, the defender's heels as he was running through on goal. He was just outside the penalty area. So after the referee had given a free kick, he had to, to give him a straight red card. And that kind of, of changed that game. And he's only played one game for, for the 21 since. That was against Palace last weekend. Didn't see that one actually, but played the, the full 90 minutes, which is, is good just to, to get the, uh, the the minutes into his legs. But I just think he's he's a really interesting player. I think he's he's still very, very highly rated. I know there's been a few links with possibly going out on loan, maybe to the championship and things like that. He's obviously come off the back of, of a season in Scotland where he played pretty much every minute for Aberdeen last season. It would have been a bit of a change for him to, to come here and, and not play as much. But I just think that the comparison that I'd make really is Liverpool have got the perfect situation with the fullbacks on the other side of the pitch with Costa Simicas, and you think of, of his first season at Liverpool, we basically didn't see him. I think he played one or two games, which is probably what Calvin Ramsey will end up with at the end of, of this season with you know, the, the minutes he's played already and, and that sort of thing. But there's, there's essentially, there's, there's no rush. I think what Liverpool have got with Simicas and Robertson is perfect. That's what they want on the other side of the pitch. And 
there's no reason really that Calvin Ramsey can't just use this season in the same way that Simakas did. Take a, a few minutes, take you know the, the opportunity to, to train with these players. He's had a couple of injury problems as as well to, to throw into that, but it can just be a settling in season. Possibly next season he kicks on. Possibly next season James Milner might not be at Liverpool as well. Obviously his contract coming to the end of of his time. Possibly might go and, and play somewhere else. Possibly might stay, but. Either way, you'd imagine that his minutes will probably decrease again. And I just think Calvin Ramsey's in kind of the position that I thought he might be. Possibly could have played a few more matches if he hadn't have been injured. But it's no real, no real shock to me. There's there's no real, no real concerns around him. I just think he's he's been slightly unlucky, even when he's played with the twenty ones. He's been unlucky with the red card and that sort of thing. I still think he's really, really highly rated, and I think he's he's got a big future at Liverpool. But you know, sometimes, especially for young players, it does take a little bit of time to to adapt. Yeah, exactly. I mean, in that backup, I mentioned Costas Simicas. Ramsey may even be in a better position because he's younger. He can get more minutes playing for the youth sides because he's still only, is he 18 or 19? 19, I think he is, Matt, isn't he? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Uh, something sure. around that, yes. You know, he's probably going to get some more minutes than Simicas did in his first season because Simicas couldn't have played for almost all of those teams. But yeah, I mean, Matt, do you think the future for Ramsey that you touched on, James Milner, he's very unlikely to be here next season. But I mean, actually, the way things are going, he probably will be here actually next season in that backup right-back role. Do you think Liverpool will need to sign someone who's already a bit more proven for next season? Because, you know, God forbid Trent Alexander-Arnold get, gets injured. Calvin Ramsey might not be ready yet. I mean, what have you seen from the academy? Do you think you would throw him into that backup role next season firmly or would you maybe look to recruit someone else? He's still got a lot of, of time to develop. I wouldn't necessarily think that they'd sign anybody else. I think probably the most likely is that they'd just give James Milner another year. I think Jurgen Klopp has, has said recently he'd be quite open to that. I think they kind of have laid the, the groundwork for that and it'll be up to, to Milner really to decide if he wants to, to do that or possibly might want to go somewhere else and get a few more minutes, but maybe at the age he is, you know, the, the kind of numbers that he's getting at the moment for Liverpool probably isn't the worst thing. So I think probably the most likely situation is that it's it's similar to this season where you've got, you know, obviously Joe Gomez as well. If if he's needed to, to play it right back, he can do that. You know, I don't think Liverpool are in the worst situation with the fullback. So I wouldn't expect there to be a signing in the summer as much as yeah. they've got far more work to, to do in other areas. Yeah. <laughs> um, Plenty yeah. of time to phase Ramsey and then I suppose, isn't there, with, you know, yeah. and Gomez yeah. come for the meantime, so it's not one yeah. to worry about that much. But then someone else who may be phased in, who's been lighting up Anfield when he's played there recently, he's such an exciting young player, is Ben Doak, Matt. I mean, he's the talk on everyone's lips. Everyone wants to give him the chance and throw him in at the deep end. I think Klopp is very carefully managing his minutes. But, I mean, he's been so exciting and I presume he's been tearing up at the academy as well. Yeah, I think that's arguably the most impressive thing about him, really, is that when you see him for the first team, he's exactly the same player as what you see at the academy level. And sometimes, you know, you, you do see players, even between the 18s and the 21s, sometimes they struggle with that step up. They maybe have to change their game because they can't do the same things that they were doing at, at the lower age group. But with him, it's it's very much the same. He just gets the ball and he runs at you. And I think he's he's got that... That, that kind of dribbling ability that I've not really seen too many times where he's he's stronger with one foot but tends to dribble with the other foot so then that he can change direction and he's he's onto his strong foot if that makes sense it, it, it he's a really really special talent and I think I think we're going to see a, a lot more of him over the next few months possibly I might think about if I was Liverpool maybe giving him a bit of a loan spell next season I think there's there's arguably um you know we'll come on to, to some of the other players who've been out on loan shortly but I think there's almost a bit of a Harvey Elliott argument with him where I think, you know, he, he might benefit from just going out and, and having a bit of senior football and being able to, to learn from that. And 
I say that really because you know even playing for Liverpool's under twenty ones at the moment just looks just looks a little bit easy for him. I think he's he's not quite there in terms of the first team. I don't think he's going to be you know a regular. He might get on the bench regularly, but I don't think he's going to be you know making too many appearances before the end of this season. But yeah, the 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 21s, I think for the end of, of this season is is probably okay for him. But beyond that, I don't know whether he would would learn enough from from being in that for a full season next season. So it'll certainly be interesting to to see what Liverpool do with him. But again, he's one of those that is just hugely hugely exciting. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. But yeah, you sort of touched on my next question there because I was going to make the Harvey Elliott reference. I mean, do you think Ben Doak might even be ready now for a sort of last-minute January loan move because he needs those minutes and, to use the cliche, probably needs to toughen up a bit, get a bit more physical? And do you think six months maybe in the Championship could do him a little world of good or would you keep him, you know, sort of training with the first team Liverpool playing the odd game here or there? Yeah, I think it probably makes more sense to do it for the start of next season rather than do it mid-season just so he can go and, and kind of adapt a little bit. I don't think Liverpool have always been you know, particularly keen with with all of these players. Curtis Jones was one that, that never went out on loan, for example. There's there's an argument either way with these things, I think, but they've just got to get the, the club right. I think with, with Blackburn, as as it was when, when Harvey Elliott was there, that the manager and the rest of the players really complimented him well. I think you've really got to get that right. There's, there's no point, obviously, sending any of these players to a club that isn't going to suit them or isn't going to play the, the football that they need to, to take those next steps. But... Yeah, it'd be interesting. I'd be slightly surprised if it was now just, you know, it's still his first season at Liverpool. I don't think it'd be the worst thing for him to just stick with the 21s for, for the rest of this this campaign and, and possibly reassess it in the summer. But yeah, you, you just never know with these players. Sometimes, you know, they they, they take six months and, and suddenly transform and, and take the next step. And maybe by the summer we're talking about him being you know a regular for, for Liverpool off the bench next season. It, it just depends a little bit on his development between now and then. You don't want to get you know, too carried away too early. But yeah, for, for me at this moment in time, I'd probably keep him until the summer, then possibly think about a top-end championship loan. Yeah, I mean, you never know. He's definitely got the skill set to be Liverpool for the long term. I mean, there's absolutely no doubt in that. Of course, he's only 17 years old as well. Absolutely mad how good he is. Remember that little cameo against Wolves when Liverpool sort of needed to shield the ball as such for the last 10 minutes. He had some brilliant little dribbles and just seems to beat players like, you know, there's nobody there. But another 17-year-old Matt of Liverpool breaking through is Bobby Clark. Now, he's somebody a lot of fans won't have seen much before this season, obviously firmly in the academy. But he's really impressed Liverpool at times this season, hasn't he, Matt? Such a deft skill set and, you know, another one of those Liverpool academy graduates who seems to have maturity beyond his years on the pitch. Yeah, I, I love watching him. He's, he's exactly, if I had to describe my ideal player to watch play football, I think it would basically be Bobby Clark. I think he's he's just one of those players that has got all of the, the technical abilities. He's not as physically ready yet for, for senior football as someone like, say, Ben Doak is or, or what Harvey Elliott was when he went out on loan. So I think Liverpool maybe keep him around a little bit longer than, than the others just to, to help him develop and, and get ready for, for senior football a little bit more. But just in terms of, of the, the, the technical quality that he's got, we saw, um, was it against Milan? in, uh, in Milan the, and, yeah, the Bolton Nunez, yeah. Yeah, the, that, that pass was was just incredible. And it's more the, the sort of short little passes that he does in the midfield, the little nutmegs or the, the little gives and goes around the player, the little one-twos. I think he's he's just one of those players that you, you, you just love to watch. He's, he's one of those players that I think, you know, if you put him on a five-a-side pitch, he'd look even better than what he does. But even on, you know, a full-size 11, 11 v 11, I think he's he's an incredible player. And I think he's, he's one of those definitely to watch. I know, 
know for a fact Newcastle were, were gutted to, to lose him um, when, when Liverpool got him a couple of years ago. And yeah, he's, he's very much one of those players that I'm really, really excited to see what he does. Because again, he's, he's one that if you did send him on loan at some point, you'd have to find you know, a, a club that would play in that certain way. I don't know whether the, the championship would be a league that you'd necessarily think would suit him just in terms of, of the way that he plays, some of the, the little passes that he does, you know, on certain pitches at Rotherham and Stoke and, and yeah. various places. I don't know whether that would be would be perfect for his game, but yeah, there's um, there's a, a real, real gem of a player there to, to unlock and it'll be, be really interesting to, to see what he does and, and where he goes next. I mean, you say that, but to use the Harvey Elliott measuring stick once again, I mean, Harvey Elliott was a very similar player, pretty weak, and the championship did sort of toughen him up. But also, similarly to Bobby Clark, I mean, Elliott was an attacker, a winger coming through the academy, and he ended up in midfield. Bobby Clark's clearly got the skill set to either play in the front line or the midfield. Where do you think his future would lie, Liverpool? Um, I, he, he probably is more of a midfielder, I think. Um Probably a little bit like Harvey Elliott, although I am starting to come around to the idea that Elliott might have to play in the front three moving forwards. I think there's just a little bit of a lack of, of pace maybe to, to play out wide. You think of someone like a, a Cade Gordon or a Ben Doak, for example, you can really see them being typical Liverpool forwards. And when you think of, of Sadio Mane and Mohamed Salah and players like that who are very, very quick, very direct, very good dribblers, I think Bobby Clark is more of, of a passer or he'll do a, a little little trick to beat someone and then play a ball through. I think he's probably a little bit better, deeper in the pitch, probably as, as one of those number eights as uh, as Liverpool would play with the, the, the 4-3-3. But he can play off the left as well. And he's almost he's almost one of those kind of Ben Woodburn type players where you think he, he could play off the left if you wanted him to, but, but maybe better in the midfield. But ultimately, it'll depend, I think, on, on where the opportunities come. I suppose you'd say at the moment, Liverpool probably quite well well stacked on the left-hand side of that front three. Maybe the, the midfield could be could be something that's that's more interesting. But you know, he's seventeen. There's still still a long way for his development to go. But if I had to bet on it, I think probably the um, the, the left-sided number eight. I think is probably his best position. Yeah, definitely agree. Well, I think just the slight lack of pace will push him there. I think he hopefully could go and obviously he'll physically grow and maybe his season in the championship could soften him up into that midfield role. But you mentioned there, Matt, Cade Gordon, a name who last season was, you know, sort of the Ben Doak of the year, if you like, and he's now sort of shifted into the shadows of the 17-year-old Scott. But he's still a really exciting talent, Cade Gordon, isn't he? I mean, what's the latest on him? Has he been playing well in the academy? He's not been playing a lot of football at all, actually, because he's been injured for, for such a long time. I think we would have seen a lot more of him towards the back end of, of last season, certainly in certain matches this season. He would have you know, played a big role, I think, in the, the pre-season, in the, in the summer, probably the uh, the second pre-season as well. Just gone. He was out there in Dubai, but I don't think he played in, in any of the matches. I don't think he's really played too much since. He's been one of those that's been a little bit unlucky. It's, it's kind of... Um, I think a, a kind of growing pain issue with him. I think he's he's had a couple of little injuries. He's had a couple of different things that that hasn't um, hasn't helped his development and has, has stopped him playing for a long time. But yeah, I I really really rate him, and I think if he can get over those issues and if he can kind of find a way to to push through that and, and come back, which you know he is he's out running again. He's he's doing certain bits. I think we'll probably see him play probably for the academy for for the twenty ones probably before the the end of this season, but. Similar to, to Ben Doak, really, he's kind of, you know, what Ben Doak is now, Kate Gordon was a, a year ago. So it does sort of show how how quickly things can change for him. But yeah, I I, I would back him if he can come back from injuries to, to make a real impact at Liverpool. I mean, he, 
he started the, the Carabao Cup semi-final, didn't he, last season away at Arsenal. He's he's a real, real talent. And he's another one of those that's just sort of one of the best of his age group in Britain. He, he's one of those that Liverpool have picked out and, you know, really, really can nurture. But it's just a little bit frustrating for him at the moment that he can't get out and, and play, I'm sure. I'm sure, you know, the, the 10 months that he's now missed or 11 months almost coming up to that he's he's not been playing football has, has not helped him. But as soon as he's back, he's, he's a real talent as well. And, and one of those, I think, if he does get over those injuries, he could go on and, and have a, a really, really good career. Yeah, of course, you mentioned there how involved he was in the League Cup last season. Jurgen Klopp clearly rates him highly if he's willing to start him at Arsenal away in a League Cup final. That was a, it was 0-0 at the time, I think, as well. So, you know, clearly shows Klopp back. And it's just such a shame he's had that injury. Because it's such a crucial time, isn't it, in these academy players' careers? And it just shows that sliding door moment that, you know, God forbid he maintains an injury, it could never work out for him. Ben Doak, you never know what's going to happen with these young players. I mean, it's so crazy to think. Another one, though, Matt, is Mateus Musilowski. I mean, really, really exciting talent. I mean, if we're going to be going on that Ben Doak, Cade Gordon line, I'd say two years ago, Musilowski was the one that people watching the academy are thinking, wow, he's going to be in the first team soon. It's gone a little bit quiet on that front, though, hasn't it, Matt? Yeah, he's had a, a few injuries. Um, I think he struggled a little bit. He's, he's not necessarily been a, a regular starter for the 21s at, at certain times. There's been a few little bits of, of frustration for him. I think he's probably one of those that long term, is he going to be at Liverpool? Probably not. But I think there's there's a career for him somewhere. It's, it's just a case of trying to work out what that is, really. I think possibly alone could have, have done him good. Maybe he would have done that last summer, but then I think he had a bit of an injury. We've not seen loads of him since when he has played. He's, he's tended to have a few minutes off the bench here and there. I think they've been a little bit careful with him probably because of, of those injuries and, and haven't been able to, to use him as much as they would have liked. But yeah, I think he's he's one of those that just hasn't quite made the next step, but not necessarily you know anything to, to fault him of, of his own. Sometimes it, it is just you know a little bit of luck here and there, but... Yeah, 19. I think he turns 20 later this year. I think it's it's probably time that he goes and, and gets himself a, a loan somewhere else. But yeah, a really talented player. But is he going to make it at Liverpool long term? I suspect probably not. Yeah, one of those. I mean, I think he came on against Strasbourg, I want to say, in pre-season. Look, clearly tidy on the ball. Nice little player. But yeah, definitely needs a move away to get some more games under his belt, I think. Especially first team action. But let's move on then, Matt. Um, there's lots of players who've come back to Liverpool from loan spells, some of them very impressively on loan, some not so. But we're going to start with Billy Kometia. I mean, he came back with an absolute bang, didn't he, against Paris Saint-Germain, scoring from the halfway line. Listeners and viewers, if you've not seen this goal, I'm sure you can find it on Twitter and YouTube. I mean, it's similar to Canate's attempt against Chelsea at the weekend, sort of controls the ball on the halfway, looks up and just smashes it over the keeper. I mean, unbelievable finish from Kometia. But Matt... Is he one that Liverpool could be looking at in the future to maybe come in once Van Dijk's retired? Maybe is he sort of being groomed as such for that role to come in and be a third, fourth choice centre-back for Liverpool? Or do you think he'll need some more game time elsewhere? I think it's going to be interesting to see what they do next with him. I'm not 100% sure on the, the reasons, if if I'm being honest, of, of him coming back. I think he was, was in Austria, wasn't he, for, for the start of, of this season. But I don't think it quite worked out for him. I think he's, he's one of those players that we've seen a few times at senior level for, for Liverpool, but he's never quite convinced. I think he, he played, was it Leicester in the, the League Cup? He had a, a half a game last season and then came off at half-time. I think he probably needs one of these loan spells to, to go really well for him. I don't know where the, the next step up would be, but I don't think he's he's never quite gone out somewhere and, and done well enough anywhere, let alone at, at a high enough level to, to make me think that he could 
possibly make it for, for Liverpool at some point in the future. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to, to see what happens with him. I don't know whether he might possibly go out on, on loan again for the second half of this season, but you know, obviously a different club. But I don't know, he's, he's got talent. He's clearly a, a decent footballer, but is he at Liverpool's level? Not quite sure that, that he is um, 20 years of age now as well. Um, it, yeah, it, it's probably getting to the point where a bit of a decision needs to, to be made for him. And I, I don't think I've seen quite enough for him to, to suggest that he should be part of, of Liverpool's long-term plans. I think that there's one or two other players. In fact, one of them is going to be my one to watch in a few minutes' time, who I think are, are certainly ahead of him in terms of that and are a little bit younger as well. So, yeah, a decent player, but whether he's got a, a long-term future at Liverpool, I'd, I'd probably doubt that. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Dropping hints already, Matt, for later on in the show. I mean, yeah, Cometio, maybe not quite at Liverpool's level. I think his level probably is maybe the championship. He needs to sort of go and prove himself there as such if he can. A couple of other players there, Matt, coming back from loan. There's Max Waltman, uh, forward. He was on loan at Doncaster. He's got zero goals in 13 league appearances. Whereas Fidel Rourke, seven goals in 10 appearances in the Welsh Premier League to take that with a pinch of salt, as I myself have even had an appearance in that, <laughs> believe it or not. But I mean, Matt, those two, do they have much of a Liverpool future, do you think? No, no, I think, again, this is one of the other sort of um, frequently asked questions that, that I get really around the, the academy teams. And yeah, these these players probably are not going to make it at Liverpool long-term, I suspect, you know. But I saw somebody had written an article, I can't, I can't remember where it was now that I read it, but someone had written something the other day of, of saying kind of why why have all these players come back from loans? Why has, has none of these players been successful? And it's a little bit more nuanced than that. I think, you know, for, for Fidel, for example, like you say, a decent goal scoring record, but the fact that they've sent him to, to the Welsh Premier League probably says to you that he's probably a long way off being anything like a, a first team player for, for Liverpool, I think. You know, for, for all of the, the the players that have come back, it's not necessarily that you know it's it's not been a success or it's not gone as well or, or whatever it might be. It just might not be the right club for them to take the next steps. I think for for someone like Max Waltman, really good lad, really you know admired around the academy. But I think he'll be realistic as as anyone to think that he's probably not going to be you know a regular for for Liverpool. Even someone like Leighton Stewart that we've seen this season, I think probably could could do with a, a similar sort of loan spell. You know, it's it's not that these loans have, have been failures and it's not that you know these these players are, are not doing what was expected of them i think you know liverpool sending these players out to, to these clubs is probably just to give them a little bit of experience a bit of exposure a bit of an opportunity to to put themselves in the shop window really and, and say for, for for someone like max he can he go to, to to doncaster do well and then maybe get a move somewhere else off the back of that it probably just helps in terms of the, the scouting of these players when they when they do leave Liverpool, probably, you know, maybe in the, the summer it might be, um, you know, for, for scouts of, of lower league clubs to just gauge the, the level, really. I think it's it's quite hard to to watch a, a Premier League 2 game and go, you know, he's a championship player and he's a League 2 player. There's there's a big gulf between those two leagues, but it's it's quite hard to, to tell that just from watching academy football. So I think the, these loan spells sort of contextualise that, make you, you kind of find that the level that you're going to play at long term and... Yeah, there's there's other players in that similar sort of bracket. Jake Kane has, has left permanently for for Swindon this month. That's that's the kind of move that I think these players will will have to to try and aim for. Fidel maybe even a little bit lower down than that. But 
you know, the, the the thing ultimately is that a lot of these players that have gone out on loan have have not underperformed when they've gone out on loan. They've probably done what Liverpool expected them to do. It's not a failure in terms of you know Liverpool. It, it was was always going to be the case that they would struggle to to make a big impact and then come back. That wasn't really the idea. So. Yeah, just to, to contextualise that a little bit, I wouldn't expect you know those two players to, to have a long-term future at Liverpool. Leighton Clarkson doing pretty well up in, in Scotland, but again, you know, has the time maybe come and gone a little bit for, for him to, to, to be a first-team player at Liverpool, maybe. But the fact that he's doing well there possibly means then he gets a, a better move off the back of it. So in that sense, even though the loans have ended halfway through the season, it, it's probably not the, the worst thing for each of those individuals. Yeah, Leighton Clarkson definitely doing well up in Aberdeen. I mean, he scored a few unbelievable long-range goals. Also, check out our interview that Theo Squires did with him. That's available on the Bloodbread channel, both on podcast and on YouTube. So, if you want to catch the next one, um, him there, you can catch that one there. But, I mean, Matt, the last player we'll talk about is Tyler Morton, another player who's out on loan this season at Blackburn. He's seemingly playing pretty well there. He's been awarded a massive long-term contract. I mean, fair play to him. He's a, clearly a very talented young midfielder now. Would you be looking to bed him into the midfield from next season? Or is it a much more future prospect in your eyes? I really like him. And I'd be be really interested to know what Liverpool's plan is for him exactly at the end of, of this season. I mean, there's an obvious comparison. The fact that he's gone to, to Blackburn, he's, he's played 30 times this season. He's played pretty much every game for them, mainly as, as the kind of defensive midfielder in, in a midfield three. Um, you know, the, there's the obvious comparison to, to Harvey Elliott and... I don't think, you know, he's he's not going to come back with the same kind of fanfare that Elliot had. He's not going to be, you know, doing laps of, of Ewood Park to, to kind of take the, the celebrations from a brilliant season. But he is he is doing really, really well. And I think, you know, we, we saw him even last season for, for Liverpool. I mean, he played against Tottenham. He played in the Champions League. He's a really, really tidy footballer. And I think, you know, for, for Liverpool, when you when you look at how many changes they're going to have to make in the midfield this summer, He's one of those that I would have a little bit of an eye on. I think he, he will spot an opportunity if he carries on doing what he's doing for, for the rest of, of this season, maybe comes back and, and impresses in the summer. I don't see a reason really why he couldn't be a squad player next season. I'm not going to you know say he's, he's going to come back and, and be in the team week in, week out, and he's the solution to all of Liverpool's ills. Of course he isn't. He's, he's, you know, he's, he's a really talented player, and he's still got a lot of work to do in his career, but I think between him and Stefan Bacetic as well, I think, you know, the, the two of those players, reasonably similar, I think, in terms of the, the way that they play, they're, they're kind of, you know, number sixes, but, you know, can tackle and, and be combative, but they're a little bit more kind of, you know, technically gifted and, and good passers of the ball as well. I think, you know, for, for the two of them, yeah, may, maybe one of them makes it at Liverpool long-term and, and one of them doesn't. I don't know which way round that might be. Be interesting to, to see what happens with Stefan next season. You know, is it a case that he sticks in or does he maybe get a loan deal for himself? I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting, but I think, you know, between the two of them, Liverpool have got two really, really good solutions there. And you know, that's not to say that you don't need to sign Jude Bellingham or you don't need to go and get Mateus Nunes or one or two others, but I do think that they will form a part of the solution for, for next season. And I think pre-season will be really interesting for, for both of them because, like I say, there's going to be so many changes. There is a real glaring opportunity there if they can take that they can make themselves a, a part of, of the squad for next season yeah i mean of course you mentioned there stefan by someone who sort of slipped my mind for this podcast as such that you know rise he's had this season catapulting himself into what i believe is a first team liverpool player i mean i think he'll definitely be there next season i think morton may be pushing for that role as well in the six but who knows matt but anyway 
let's move on to the last question of the academy show we always like to end with a one to watch from the academy now i know you like to make this someone a bit raw rogue maybe not a name that people are familiar with so who's your selection today so uh, i kind of because we've not done one of these for a while i haven't obviously um got loads of, of, of people that i've already covered so this is probably not a, a name that is a complete shock to everyone but i've kind of based it on the fact that we've talked about um stefan bacetic he was one that we thought was going to kick on this season ben dope we've talked about and, and kind of the, the third one of, of the trio really that i thought was going to be you know the, the most likely to make it at liverpool long term is, is luke chambers who can play at center back and play at left back Obviously, left back, as we talked about before, is, is a little bit stacked at, at Liverpool at the moment. He's probably going to struggle to to get in and get many minutes there. But centre back, certainly left sided centre back, I think there's there's a bit of an opportunity for him. And I'm pretty sure he went on the the summer preseason tour, um, played you know a, a decent amount of minutes for for his level uh, at England. Really, really highly rated, and, and sort of I'd, I'd throw maybe Bobby Clark into that similar sort of bracket, really, of, of being. You know, one of the, uh, the the highly rated players in his position. I think, you know, between him, Clark, Bento, Stefan Bacetic, those are, are the ones really to, to watch heading into to the summer. So I think it'd be really interesting to see what happens for, for the rest of, of this season with him. It's a little bit harder, I think, for, for defenders to, to come into the team and, and play regularly for, for Liverpool. We mentioned Billy Cometio before playing Leicester last season and, and got took off at, at half time. It's it can be, you know, a bit of a brutal introduction to, to senior football. So maybe he needs a bit of a loan spell somewhere else. But I think he's he's a real, real talent. And I think out of, of all the defenders, really, at Liverpool, he's the, the one to one to watch, as it were, to uh, to see what he does for, for the rest of, of this season. And I think, again, I'd probably have my eye on the, on the pre-season for, for him because you know, as much as we talk about the Liverpool midfield, it's not going to be that long into the future that they're going to have to think about the centre-back positions as well. You think of... You know, Van Dijk, the age that he is and has picked up a couple of injuries. Matip's contract, I think, is 2024. They are going to have to, to think a little bit around what they're going to do at that point. But, uh, yeah, Luke Chambers is, is certainly one that I've got my eye on at the moment. Yeah, definitely an exciting player. I mean, the thing with defenders as well, it is difficult, as you said, coming into the first team. But I think defenders are also awarded sort of more time to bed into a team as such, whereas attackers sort of need to prove themselves by maybe you know, 19, 20. I think defenders slightly get a bit more leeway on that one, which hopefully they give to Luke Chambers because as you say, Matt, there, he looks like a very exciting prospect. Anyway, we will leave it there, though, for today's Academy show. It's brilliant to have this podcast back. We'll definitely give it a revival as such and make sure we do at least one of these monthly for you guys to keep you all in the loop with everything going on at the Liverpool Academy. It's a really exciting crop of players coming through, so hopefully some of them can kick on into the first team. But for now, we'll leave it there. I've been Patrick Smith, and I've been joined by Matt Addison. Thank you so much for joining us on the Academy Show, and we'll catch you next time. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.